I'm Chuck Marple, and today we remember Martin Luther King. Probably his most famous speech was from the Capitol steps talking on his I Have a Dream speech, which was a very poignant reminder of where we were and how far we had to go. But he wasn't the first to have a dream. In the beginning, we had slavery, and the dream of those men and women and children was to be free of that horrible system that was in place for like 300 years of our history. People don't want to talk about that, but that is the reality. It was 300 years. There were more years as slavery in this new world than we've had since emancipation, which is a sad state if you think about it. But he was, again, after that, there were other people who had a dream. Booker T. Washington believed his dream was for black people to be educated and find their place in the world. But he really wasn't willing to make some of the sacrifices that they needed to do. Another educator who came after him, W.E. Du Bois, believed in what he called the Talented Tenth, where the most talented of blacks had the responsibility to improve the situation for the blacks everywhere in this country. And in that time frame, we also had Marcus Garvey, who said there's no way that blacks are going to be accepted in this country, and it's time to go back to Africa. Some of those people made it without any problems. Some of them were assassinated. That felt they wanted this dream. We could fast forward to Martin Luther King. Now, Martin Luther King was a young preacher and I believe it was in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, when he had become the pastor of a small church, or the associate pastor of a small church. And we have another hero, a heroine of the, of the time, who wanted to sit on the bus. And when she got arrested, and he was one of the ones who came up with the idea of the bus boycott. For a year, no black person in Birmingham, Alabama, rode on a bus. And it hurt them horribly on the bottom line, money. He had realized that. Martin Luther King went to jail. Martin Luther King was beaten. He was attacked by police dogs. He was attacked by fire hoses while he tried this. And of course, we all know on that bridge that day when John Lewis got so severely beaten. So we have this history of a dream and a dream not yet realized, which is very, very sad. And even in his time, there were others who also were fighting for that freedom in a different way. We had the Black Panthers. We had the Nation of Islam under Elijah Muhammad and his protege, and later the one who broke with him, Malcolm X. We took the name Malcolm X because of the heritage of slavery. He gave up his real name and throw that X in there. It was quite the time I remember all of those that I remember in that horrible April day when the news came on that evening on the balcony area of that motel in Tennessee when the word came out that Martin Luther King had been shot dead. Now, personal context on those, and I've said this in earlier podcasts for this, I had a girlfriend who was very racist, and I had not realized until that time when I really was concerned about it, she said, oh, it's just another deck, and I won't use the N-word, but that's what she said. I had an uncle who made a very racist statement, and I don't, I'm not gonna repeat it, 
but it bothered me then because I was a later in my teenage years. He had a dream, and one of the most important dream part of his dream was the right to vote. For so much of our history, black people were uh, tried to be were intimidated to vote. They were made to do things like have the grandfather clause. If your grandfather had not voted, you were not able to vote. Because of the lack of good education, they did not have the opportunity to pass the test that they had. They actually had poll tests. And then they held poll taxes. You had to pay a tax if you were black to vote. All those things. So in 1965, we had the Voting Rights Act passed after the speech in Washington and all these other things that were going on. Lyndon Johnson pushed that into a joint session of Congress and it was approved. And it gave finally the real push for black people to be able to vote. And there were very specific things about it and it was relocation, there were all kinds of different things to protect that. Even in some states like Georgia, you had to go to court to make changes in districting to get approval from a federal court before you could do it. And slowly but surely, the Supreme Court, beginning in the late 90s and in, in beyond, when we started getting more Republican appointed justices on there, started chipping away from that. And one of the last things they took away was that requirement to go through a court before you made changes, which takes us up to the election of 2020. If you go through what all the judges and everybody said about that election, and Martin tried so hard to make sure these things would not happen again, we will see it was probably the most fair and accurate vote in our history. Over 95% of the votes had a paper trail by them. Every audit has shown that it was fair and accurate, and yet, a third of this nation has bought into the fact that it was a rigged election touted by the former president and his cronies, even his own family. And look at what that led to. Not only did that lead to all these new rules about elections, particularly in, our, in my own state of Georgia today, but it led to an insurrection that they want to minimize, that third wants to minimize that insurrection. And actually that third believes that violence against the government can be justified. That, my late friends, is sedition. That is treason. They, these uh, elected officials took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all threats, foreign and domestic. And yet they bought into pushing that crowd who had been frustrated because they were told over and over their votes had not counted. When we all know they did, or the majority of this country knew what they did. Now, there is this big push in Georgia saying this new election law makes voting easier. In some respects it does, but they made it harder for drop boxes. They made it harder in, in, in various areas to even have enough drop boxes. In big cities like Atlanta, it would only be in a very few places like the governor did in, did in Texas, in Houston, one drop box for the entire Houston. Houston is huge, millions of people. And it took some people two and three hours to get to that drop box. And what's going on? 
But that isn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that there was a push by the former president and his allies for, for various state legislatures to revoke that vote, to override the will of their citizens. And this new election law has that ability. If the legislature so decides, they can remove local election officials and they can go back and reverse the vote. What you and I have said can be reversed by polit politicians. Martin Luther King must be turning over his grave for all he worked and all the people who were worked, all the people died in the freedom rides and everything, to give this vote to all citizens when there was no proof. Over 50 judges, federal and state, said there was no proof of fraud or any things. In fact, the few things they have found in fraud are often by Republicans. Somebody did a test on it, and the three people they found that had voted for dead people were all Republicans. They were in Florida. They had three people charged with election violations because they voted in two states. And they were all Republicans. As we look back at the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, technically, we should remember that he gave his life, his very life, for freedom and democracy in this country and democracy in danger. We owe Martin Luther King a gratitude for a debt of gratitude, excuse me, for all he did. We also owe him to go back out and fight for this freedom, this freedom to vote for all citizens. So let's remember Dr. King and go out and get after people who are trying to do, trying to stop the John Lewis Voting Act. Have a blessed Martin Luther King Remembrance Day and think about him and think about all of our nation, how we, instead of should be dividing, we should be uniting in these causes. Have a great afternoon.